1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, October 2nd. I'm your host, Jim Barron, and there's a ton to get to. Nothing more important than the Rays and the Bucks this weekend. So we'll be right back to break that down, maybe touch on a little bit of college football and the Lightning, getting back at it. The number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to kick off the show.
0: There There's a lot going on at The Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at The Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer, and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back. We've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power ninety point one.
1: Sports fans, welcome back. Let's break down the Rays and the Major League Baseball Playoff Series here. After a long spring and summer, the boys of summer have made it to fall and we have the home field throughout the American League Playoffs. So we've earned that right. We've had the best record in the American League now for a while and we'll be hosting a playoff game this coming week, I believe it's Thursday and Friday are the first two games here at the Trop. In order for us to find out who we're playing, though, it's going to get a little complicated the next uh, two days. So going into the weekend, you basically have the Rays, who are number one seed. Um, we will be hosting the wild card winner. So now while you have the... White Sox as the division winner in the Central. You have the Astros division winner in the West. But the wild card is still wide open uh, for games today and tomorrow to see who is in the one game playing on Tuesday. So the way it shakes out right now is that you have the Yankees. They are currently the first wild card team. And, And the Yankees this weekend, of course, they're playing us. So... These games for us this weekend don't really matter much, except for the fact of maybe fine-tuning a couple relievers uh, and I believe resting some players is the um, best thing that we can do at this point. We don't have anything to gain and pretty much more to lose if we did put our top players out there, the starting lineups, and and play. Now, saying that on this team, everyone contributes. So no matter what the lineup that Cash puts out there, chances are you may not have seen that lineup this year because usually the same lineup is uh, rare to be seen twice with this manager, which... Turns out to be a good thing because you cannot argue with success, and we have definitely had success the last several years. So, the Yankees have the first wild card spot right now. Um, second wild card spot is up in, up in the air. You have the Red Sox, you have the Mariners, and you have the Blue Jays. So, what's going to happen is this uh, assuming the Yankees hold on here and keep the first wild card spot, then they would host on Tuesday in the Bronx a game between the winners of the Red Sox, Mariners, or Blue Jays, whichever one of those three teams comes out ahead this weekend. I'd love to hear your thoughts on who you would like to see play the Yankees. And then in addition to that, Who do you want to see win the Yankees game That they're playing To ultimately play us Very complicated Um, It sounds very complicated But it's really not So the number here 877-448-7901 You can go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email. Um, Let me know what you think and who do you want to play and who would you rather not play at this point. I'm going to tell you my take on this right now. uh, Like I said, it looks as though the Yankees will be one of the playoff teams. Um, Saying that, they would be hosting either Toronto, the Mariners, or the Red Sox. I really would prefer to not play the Mariners, seeing how they seem to give us fits all year long. I believe we've lost six out of seven games during the course of this year to that team. So I really hope that they do not get to that second uh, playoff spot. So that would leave the Blue Jays and the Red Sox the Blue Jays, for some reason, tend to scare me with their pitching staff, and uh, they have some bats that can heat up there, spur of the moment, and I really prefer to have them not be the second team either. So I think, as funny as it may sound, I'll be cheering for the Red Sox this weekend, and they'll be playing Washington uh, the next two games and, you know, if they can hold on and, and win those games, then it would be them versus the Yankees. If not, then it would be Seattle or it could be Toronto. So, uh, again, the best scenario that I think it would be the Red Sox versus the Yankees in a one game playing on Tuesday with the winner of that game uh, coming down here to Tampa on Thursday to start a best of five series. So, uh, again, for the reasons that I've mentioned, I think that. Uh, The Rays aren't afraid to play either team. I think at some point during the playoffs, matchups come into play. And just looking at it on paper, I believe that we match up the best against the Red Sox. And um, so I'm hoping for a um, Red Sox victory over the Yankees. They get in there, they beat the Yankees and come down here and play us. Now, would I be surprised if it's the Yankees winning? Not at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I expect the Yankees to win. And, um, you know, they're a team that obviously we've had some good success against. Um very, very good team top to bottom. And I think that we're going to have our hands full if it's the Yankees. And I'm also confident that we are confident that we will beat them like we did last year. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, 877-448-7901. Email sports at power 901com You know, the Mariners, they, they're carrying a four-game winning streak into a three-game series this weekend. They're playing the Angels um, out in California. So this games are on late. If you can stay up and watch that. And I think after the Red Sox lost on Thursday night, like I said, they're tied. So they're playing at Washington, playing three games there. Obviously, neither the Angels nor the um, Washington Nationals have anything to play for at this point, except some pride. So um, I think that... Uh, The Red Sox are going to have their hands full, and and, and so is Seattle for that matter. And the Blue Jays will be at Baltimore. And I say what you will about Baltimore having the terrible record that they do. But lately, they've been uh, beating up on some teams that they they really don't have any right beating, but they have. So nothing's going to be easy this weekend. Great way to finish the season. I do like the uh, two-team playoff uh, system that gets in there at the end. Gives the fans more to cheer for during the end of the season Especially if your team is on the bubble Like um, these four teams are So as we get into it The game will be next uh, Thursday and Friday No matter who wins over this coming weekend uh, We will have games here on Thursday and Friday And speaking about the Rays playing Of course if you're following um, Sternberg Stu Sternberg, the owner this past week Got on air and apologized to the fans and to everyone for saying he was going to be putting up a um, a poster or a sign during the playoffs at the Trop regarding the Montreal Toronto Montreal Tampa split plan um, going forward in twenty seven twenty eight. So I, that was a big to do, and I I for one. Think that you could not have worse timing to roll something like that out after he knows right now that there really isn't any type of appetite for that idea, and they keep on going back to that. And I think that you know if you listen to what they're saying, they had Brian Ald, who was you know the 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 president uh, of the uh, of the race, talking today. Uh, downtown, trying to sell the idea of the Rays with that split season, and, and I really think that, like I mentioned, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be there in front of us, and I think we're further be further behind five years later than we were ten years ago, five years ago when we were talking about uh, definitely putting the stadium in Ybor, and you know he was saying they're all set to go. It's going to be you know, great to have playing baseball in. And Ybor and great fans and blah, blah, blah. Now all of a sudden, <clears throat> but when it came time to foot the bill to build the stadium, all of a sudden that wasn't an option anymore. And I don't know what's why it isn't because the plan was. Typically, the owners will pay for half of the, the, the cost to build the stadium. Uh, the Braves just did that. The Rangers just did that. The Braves made up close to $140 million this past year in, in revenues because of a new stadium. So I think that when it came time for him to go ahead and agree to it, he, he wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not trying to spend anyone else's money, but uh, he is going to have to come to terms with the fact that Building two stadiums like his plan entails, a small one down here and a small one in Montreal, is going to cost more than just building one normal-sized stadium for the Rays to stay here. So I really think that what needs to happen is you need to put all this enthusiasm that the Rays are showing about the split Scenario season They need to put All that enthusiasm Into staying here And to opening up A stadium To keep the Rays In this area And play um, You know If you look at Today Ald was saying That you had to have uh, They want 35,000 Fans And You know That's that's not something That's not feasible And I believe Only 9 or 10 teams In the whole league Going back a couple years Even had that many fans So we want 25,000 and it's amazing what happened when you dropped the, the tickets from sixty dollars down to uh, ten dollars. You filled the trap the last couple of weeks because he was saying that while well, during the uh, Red Sox Rays series, with there's still games uh, to go, meaningful for the playoffs, there's only uh, no six thousand fans there for the game. And well, yeah, you know what? That was true. But you have to remember that we have the most expensive, cheapest. Tickets of all the teams. By that I mean is that, you know, we may not have the $6,000 behind the home plate tickets like, you know, the Yankees may have, but our cheapest tickets are $60 or so. And that's, that's, that is the most expensive of all the other teams. So when you break it down like that, you have to, the revenues that they're not generating because of the prices are taking it away from their bottom line. So I think that if, and if you look, I mean, you can look it up what the the raise um, income was the last several years, somewhere between the 60 and 70 million mark. Uh, they can afford to pay players. They can afford to go out there and finance the stadium. You're talking about, you know, the Hillsborough County put together a plan gonna be about dollars 950 million. So Sternberg would be on the hook for you know half of that was what the plan would be. You can get it you can mortgage that, you can finance that twenty, twenty five million, thirty million a year. Don't forget, they just got a five hundred million dollar TV bonus for the, the games that are Broadcast on TV. So, no, more fans. You build a stadium here in the Tampa area. You get more fans. More fans equates to more revenue. And hopefully they can, you know, keep some players or expand and and build. So any talk of any type of... um split season plan They're saying have half the games down here in the spring, then the other half up there in Montreal, then split the playoffs. That's a whole bunch of nonsense. And uh, like I said, we need to focus on getting all this enthusiasm into staying here in this area. Thoughts. Love to hear them. 877-448-7901. Shoot me an email, Sports sportsandpower901.com. We'll be right back to talk some more Tampa sports in a minute.
2: shopusa.com or 813-655-5000.
0: Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. Before we get into some football, I want to just take a second to congratulate Steve Stricker and the United States Ryder Cup team. What a great weekend if you had a chance to watch the Ryder Cup last weekend. 19-9 uh, to 9 was the final score uh, against the europe team we only needed 14 and a half points to, to regain the cup after losing it last time but uh we got 14 and a half and then some and let me tell you something the team that we put out there and looking at europe and what they have i think it's just the beginning of a nice run for the united states uh in the future i don't see us um Taking any steps backwards, going into uh, the next couple of years here, so I think the European team is in trouble. You can go right down the line. I mean, Shoffley played awesome. Um, if you look at Patrick Catley, I mean, you're going to remember his name for a long time. Uh, you look at um, um, Scotty Scheffler. He was able to beat John Rahm in the singles match. 4-3. Now, Rahm's the number one player in the world, but for some reason, Scheffler seems to play pretty well uh, now when he's matched up in some format uh, against Rahm. So, um, and again, you can go down the line. After him, you can talk about um, you know Colin Morikawa. How, how well did he play this weekend? He and Justin um, were tied, were paired up a couple times. DeChambeau, beat Sergio in the singles play. He had a good match. Now, I wanted DeChambeau and Kepka to play together in one of the days, whether it be the morning session or the afternoon session. I didn't get to see that, but um, I guess they were able to make some headway on burying the acts that they have, and hopefully that goes a long way to um, – you know the the future here of the United States golf because we both need those guys to go out there and play and play well. Talk about Dustin Johnson, like I mentioned, uh, he had the best uh, best uh, weekend of all of them. Uh, he went five all in all to set a perfect record in the in the Ryder Cup. Only a couple other people have done that. That Gardner Dickinson back in '67 and then Arnie Palmer in '67 as well. Uh, Larry Nelson and uh, Francesco Molinari. Uh, in 2018 but uh, you know Johnson when you go out there and like I said he was paired with More a few times great pairing uh, he played extremely well Kepka I mentioned him uh, you had Justin Thomas he went out there he played well and then we have some youngsters you know we have Harris English um, you know Daniel Berger, so though no, we're going to have a um, Good, strong team in the near future here. So hope you had a chance to watch some of it. Congratulations again. And uh, looking forward to the next Ryder Cup where you'll probably have Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods be the co-captains. So I think that's coming down the pike. All right, let's talk about the big game of the week, of the year, probably of the NFL um, regular season history tomorrow night between our Bucks and the Patriots. As you know by now, um, Brady came from the Patriots. He was up there for 20 years and he's going back there for the first time to play in his old haunts and go against the old mentor up there, Bill Belichick. So, Lots to talk about regarding that. Again, I'm going to give you the number and email, 877-448-7901. Go to sports at power at 901.com and shoot me an email on what you think the um, significance of this game Uh, what you think the outcome will be and will there be much emotion on either side between uh, Brady and Belichick and the old team. And don't forget Gronkowski played for them as well. So he'll be up there. And right now his, um, because of the hit that he took last week, um, playing in the game against the Rams, his ribs are banged up and he is not certain about playing this weekend. He is doubtful. Now, a lot of people say he would love to go up there and be able to play. I'm not so sure about that. I, I think that, um, you know, it may be even better for him to just. You know heal those ribs and not worry about going up there and playing. Um, I don't think he needs to prove anything to anyone either. So he and Pierre Paul are both doubtful for the game at this point. It'll be a game time decision. So we'll see what happens with that. But you know, getting back to the game, you know, you have these two people it's been Brady and Belichick. Belichick and Brady, they're um, you know, we're joined by the hip for all those years 20 years up there all the rings the championships Brady I think six rings up there people will say was it Brady or was it Belichick could Brady have done it without Belichick coaching could Belichick have gotten those rings without Brady at the helm it goes back and forth you can make the argument both ways, I think one wasn't as important as the other. But what it comes down to now is that you have Brady going up there, and on, and he he built the Patriot way, and the Patriot way, cr- quite honestly, is um, a system where one person up there has a voice. You know, and that one person, quite honestly, was Belichick. So he was the only voice that mattered, the only opinion that mattered. And in the end, he let Brady go, plain and simple. He thought that, you know, the ride was over. It was it was great while it lasted. And he thought that he had a quarterback that was at the end of his career and was looking forward to, you know, build the future and go from there like any coach would do. So and then he had Brady looking at he came down here and you know what he did last year for us and, and conversely us for him and we went up there and we won the Super Bowl. So there's pros and cons to both um, ways of looking at it. I think that a lot of people right now up there in New England have Brady fatigue and it'll be a nice closure to everything when he goes up there and there'll be a, I'm sure a ceremony, a pregame ceremony, um, which will be nice and, you know, reflective and contemplative for him and the fans and whatnot. And, you know, I I don't look for, you know, neither him nor Belichick to be um, any type of emotional during that. I mean, they're both great at disguising coverages, right? So you're not going to see any of them showing anything if... uh, you know, if I'm Belichick, I go out there and make a big thing before the game. I'm I'm shaking Brady's hand. I'm I'm building them up, building them up to go out there and then hopefully have some type of scheme to shut them down. Um, easier said than done with a normal lineup. The Patriots, Stephon Gilmore is out until week six, so I think what the Pats have to do is find a way to um, make the make the Bucks run the ball. So I think they're going to invite them to run, you know, maybe three down linemen, possibly four, put seven in the um, backfield, make them kind of run the ball. And uh, if nothing else, keep the score down that way. Uh, you really want to try to keep Brady and our offense off the field. If you're a, um, a Patriots player, Patriots fan, you, you know, it's tough to have Brady beat you from the bench. And again, that that's easier said than done. So I think that when you look at everything, the only way that the Patriots could make the game close is if they find a way to take advantage of our secondary, which is a little banged up and would maybe be the one weakness that you know this team has right now. That and the inability to run the ball in the last couple games. But don't forget, we played the Rams and, and the Rams have, you know, they're one of the top two or three teams in the, in the league as well. So if the Patriots try to make us run the ball, I'm looking for Fournette and I'm looking for... Jones, to have the kind of game that they did in the playoffs last year. Uh, quite honestly, I did not see the enthusiasm um, from our team the last game. And again, it's only the second game, third game of the season. So it's a long season and you have to you know, pace yourself accordingly. But I really look for the Bucks this week to go up there and play truer to form like they were playing the end of last year into the playoffs and ultimately you know, winning the Lombardi Trophy. So um, I, I really believe that our run defense, you can't penetrate that. The Rams tried to do it. just You just can't do it. So the, the, the Patriots are not going to run on us. The only thing they can do is find a way to exploit our secondary. And for them to do that, their offensive line has to give them enough time to do that. And I know that our defense really, we haven't had the sacks yet this year that we're looking forward to, and we haven't played our best defense, but I do look for that to show up here tomorrow. And I think that um, when it's all said and done, I think that the Patriots are going to probably lose by about ten to fourteen points if they play well. Don't forget, you have a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones up there, so you're asking him to go into a game situation like that against the defending world champion Bucks, and uh, with all the pomp and circumstance that's going to surround the game, you know, national game. Sunday night football, the whole world watching. Um, You know, you're asking a lot, in my opinion, for him. Not that he's incapable of doing that, but he's still just a rookie quarterback. So when it's all said and done, I'm looking forward to watching some of the defensive schemes, the matchups that Belichick may do. Again, they've known each other for 20 years Talking about Brady and Belichick They know the hand signals so they changed Everything up obviously for this game And it will be a chess match At some point in certain Situations but the talent That we have far Outweighs what The Patriots have In my opinion and I do look For the um, Bucks to really step up on Both sides of the ball and uh, Play a good game and um, well, I, I hope it's a good game, and I'm confident that we're going to come out on the uh, upper end of that. Again, we'd love to hear your comments. 877 448 7901. We'll touch on a couple other games in the NFL when we come back in, um, in about a minute.
0: Do you own an annuity?
2: that's 800-726-2194. Now,
0: now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back sports fans. As you know, the Tampa Bay Patriots game is at 8:20 tomorrow night. Before that, the rest of the teams will be playing just a couple Uh, Quick comments you have. Some of the games are interesting to me. Carolina will be playing Dallas. This is one of the more intriguing games. Dallas is two and one. They picked apart the uh, Eagles pretty easily this past week. Cardinals, uh, I mean, Carolina, they seem to be, um, you know, they're solid on both sides of the ball. That should be a good game. Could go either way. I give the edge to Dallas in that one. Uh, You also have Kansas City playing Philly. Both teams are one and two, and I can't believe that KC is one and two after three games. So they're going to come out. They're ready to play. Like I said, Philly, they, um, they're they very suspect on defense. So I look for KC to win that one pretty easily. The Giants and the Saints, the Giants are probably the best owned three team. Um, they keep on getting better each week. Barkley is playing better, getting healthier each week. Uh, Unfortunately, they're playing the Saints. I think that um, the Saints' defense is for real, and I look for the Saints to win that game to go to 3-1. You look at Detroit and Chicago. Detroit's 0-3. They should have won last week except for that field goal at the end. Uh, Chicago, uh, as you know, you have a quarterback there that is starting now that the fans wanted to see. So we're gonna wait and see what happens in that game. Um, but I think when it's all said and done, Detroit's gonna get their first win of the season. Uh Houston and Buffalo, Buffalo's gonna win that one. And a game that might be interesting is Seattle and San Francisco. Seattle's one and two, San Fran is two and one. That's a four o'clock game. I look for Seattle to rebound. And put up a good performance in that game. Pittsburgh and Green Bay at four o'clock. Pittsburgh's one and two. Roethlisberger. Um, people are saying he might be done. We'll see. Rogers. Green Bay. Two and one. Uh, that's a four o'clock game. It should be interesting as well. So uh, all in all, it's going to be a great weekend of sports. We're going to talk more about some college football games next week. Um, there aren't that many good ones this week. I think Bama has a chance to get beat by Mississippi State. We'll see what happens with that one. Other than that, we'll break down the top 10 next week. We'll talk more Rays baseball. And of course, we'll break down the game with the Pats. Again, anything you want to talk about, 877-448-7901. Definitely enjoyed our time together as always. Enjoy all the sports this weekend. Take advantage of the nice weather. A lot of the humidity is gone, and October is a beautiful month down here in Florida. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show. You've been in the gymnasium. Enjoy your weekend.